If I told you half the things I've heard about this Jabba the Hutt, you'd probably feel so Hello, Blabba fans, and we are very happy to be back once again talking all things Star Wars. So, the only thing that you can tell me is that I will find Jabba at Jabba's palace. You know me, I am BB Kate, and joined by the other Blabba host, Gary. Plo Cool, the man himself. How's it going, Gary? Hello there. <laughs> well done, well done. <laughs> it had to be done, didn't it? Yes. Perfectly placed, I must say. <laughs> so, in case you haven't already realized, this episode is going to be all about the newly released series, limited series. We'll talk about that. Obi-Wan Kenobi. So it's been out for a couple days, the, la the final episode. I'm thinking most of our listeners will have watched it all. Um, so yeah, should we just get crack-lacking with that? Shall we? Do you want to do the honors? Punch it, Chewie. Wow, you got the hello there and the punch it chewy. I did. <laughs> awesome. All right, so let's get into things. Just overall, like, what are your thoughts and impressions of the Obi-Wan Kenobi series? For me personally, and it's it, it seems to have been the, the case online for a lot of people I follow that... Um, maybe the execution in some ways was questionable but we got there in the end where we wanted to go or where we at least thought things would go mm -hmm. um from my personal perspective and uh, i'd love to hear your your detailed thoughts on this as well there were very very few negatives for me um the the things that i, I look at in terms of a, a negative is obviously we don't even need to you know discuss what was going on with with moses i mean that was just absolutely disgusting but unfortunately whether we like it or not there is a a toxic area in this fandom and it you know it exists and thankfully it is a minority i i think she did a really good job as as reva which which was great mm -hmm. um i know this was a point of contention with ourselves before but I thought this could have been longer than six episodes, personally speaking. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have complained if it was longer. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that was maybe testing the waters a little bit to see how it was having Hayden and Ewan back. But I mean, how long have we been screaming at the top, top of our lungs for something Kenobi? Mm -hmm. um, the, the last two kind of points of contention were just minor, but this is more sort of a, a, a personal thing for me, I guess. The first one is that there was not a lot of Hayden. Yeah, that's true. Which, which for me, I thought this was a, an opportunity to really showcase Anakin and the the transformation in, into Vader, which we didn't get to see too much of, which I, I thought we would have. So I suppose the series went in a little bit of a different direction than I thought it was going to initially. But the big, big one for me and you know how I feel about the music of Star Wars. I thought the soundtrack to this series, while not, not terrible by any stretch of the imagination, compared to all of the other series, I thought it was just incredibly underwhelming. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't think the soundtrack was was up to par, being honest. Now, the, the series finale was, you know, chef's kiss. It was it was beautiful. But just overall, compared to all of the other series, and I think I was speaking with a, a couple of people on Twitter regards this, I just thought the the music was very, very disappointing. But that's in the, the overall scheme of things when compared to the music of the likes of the, you know, Bad Batch, Clone Wars, Rebels, which which was just sensational. But mm. that's that's just a, a personal um, opinion. That's sort of the, the negatives from, from my point of view. But what about you? Um, as far as negatives yeah um yeah like I don't have a whole lot I one thing that just kind of I it, it was something that was talked about since the very first 
peek we got of it is the Inquisitor, the Grand Inquisitor. How mm-hmm. he his look just seemed off. Like it was like yeah. Megamind or something. <laughs> yeah, I I've seen a couple of the memes online. I think Megamind was in a couple of them all right, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, cuz I especially if you compare him to the that species from what we've seen in the past of that species, it just seemed it seemed pretty off and almost distracting at points. But thankfully mm-hmm. he, he wasn't in it too much, so I mean, I guess it's one of those things you can kind of just overlook. I had a, a point kind of similar to the lack of Anakin that you mentioned, except I was thinking they probably, they never even mentioned Ahsoka or anything, did they? No, I don't think so. There were, uh, the, 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 the sort of main talker point was obviously the, the cracked helmet, which yeah. is, is a lovely, is a lovely rebel's nod, but yeah. yeah. So I thought like even just the simple mention of Ahsoka could have been a really nice way to you know meld all the different shows and everything together mm-hmm. but I mean overall they're just, I think the, the good definitely outweighed the bad yeah I would absolutely agree and I thought it was a nice mixed bag of everything and even though I think there were some issues people had with the the, the middle episodes as such, I mean, episodes one and two sort of focused on Order 66 and the introduction of the Inquisitors and where we find Obi. And it was it was an interesting take on Obi from the perspective of it seemed more the story of a, a, a soldier who had gone through PTSD in a way. Mm-hmm. I mean, right from the get-go, he seems to constantly just be reliving the events of uh, Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. So, from that perspective, it was it wasn't the sort of, I suppose, high-flying, charming Obi-Wan that we were maybe expecting to see, or at least a lot of people hoped to see. Yeah, definitely a different different side that we've never seen of a Wii. It was for sure. So if if we sort of go through maybe little uh, small few bits and pieces from let's from episode over episodes one and two, how did you feel seeing a different perspective on seeing Order sixty six executed? I mean that that was quite the scene to open on, and and in you know in a crowd of a couple thousand people at that at celebration, it was quite the response that that got from everyone. I think everyone was mm-hmm. just like it just was so shocking to, to open on that i mean you, you see like the serene coruscant setting and then boom so i mean it, it was pretty surprising and it was interesting to see that perspective of it we've seen it a little bit with different things like kanan and cal Kestis, but yeah for sure it was definitely definitely a shocking scene to witness and how did you feel then about the induction, uh, the introduction, I should say, of the Inquisitors and their relationship? There was quite a, it was quite a trifecta with the Grand Inquisitor, Fifth Brother, and Reva being towards sister, wasn't there? Mm-hmm. I think like, especially Reva's story was quite interesting. Um, we haven't seen anything quite like that, I don't believe. Um, just her her motivation to things and I mean I I kind of it almost was a little predictable or but from early on you kind of hit the nail on the head I think a lot of people latched onto horror story or at least the the theory of horror story right from the mm-hmm. the get-go yeah I was gonna say early on I predicted a at least some sort of I don't know I thought maybe she would come over to the rebellion or something but close enough I guess <laughs> What did you think of their their relationship though and their interactions? Was it a you think it was a, a fair reflection of what we've seen before, or was this something a little bit different in terms of maybe Reva's jealousy and wanting to be the the number one, or at least giving off the illusion that she wanted to be the yeah. number one? Yeah, I mean, I guess I don't seem to remember that much backstabbing and like rebels, so I guess that that was maybe unique to this series. It almost seemed too like the Grand Inquisitor had a little more respect <laughs> in Rebels. 
<laughs> was was seen a little bit uh, higher up the food chain as such. Yeah. Well, then spin that another way, Kate. Then, when we talk about Obi Wan Kenobi, we think of one of the greatest Jedi masters of all time. The line, "The fight is done. We lost." Obi being an absolute shell of himself. Mm-hmm. Is that the Obi Wan Kenobi that we all know and love, or was this just something that had to be done to progress the story further? know like it just it seemed it was kind of a new thought for me because you know at the end of revenge he's so you know he seems focused and he seems like you know i'm gonna watch over the boy qui-gon's got training for him and but it seems Mm -hmm. like you know in that 10 years he just kind of lost all faith so it was kind of sad it very much was, but then to sort of put a, a more positive spin on it, and I know you in, you will have enjoyed the droid content, but <laughs> I enjoyed getting to see some of my uh, favorite Denzians of the sand. I was I was so happy to see his interactions with Tika. Yes, Tika was great. And also it was nice to see Obi-Wan still have that bit of humor and kindness mm-hmm. towards everyone. And which the, was, and well, the apart from, Yeah. But, uh, but I say that, though, Kate, that he had, you know, his kindness and, and bit of, uh, and, you know, his, his bit of, of humor and compassion for being nice to everyone. He maybe wasn't like that to a certain young Jedi in hiding. Oh, the, the guy from the first couple episodes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that was kind of sad. You know, that, that whole thing kind of, like, you know, they keep saying how, like, Luke is the only hope. Like, apparently he wasn't. <laughs> Yeah. Or was he? But oh yeah. <laughs> we we could come at that at so many angles, couldn't we? But then that that does beg the question then, Kate, doesn't it? It's um if Obi, you know, is a is a broken man, but after the execution of Order sixty six, the objective was survival in any way possible. So I suppose it was a uh it was a it was a different take than what I was expecting, but it it was pleasant to to see, but also it was mixed in with so many other different things. I mean, how how beautiful was the cinematography in some of the first episodes? I mean, it was just absolutely. It was beautiful. Yeah, I mean, we've gone this whole time too, and I can't believe we haven't even mentioned Leia. You you. you you went uh, you you beat me to it um, <laughs> i was just going to mention little little vivian did such an amazing job my goodness yes she was every bit of leia and i would say potentially every bit of carrie as well you know she was an adventurer she was sassy she was a, a troublemaker <laughs> but she was wise beyond her years definitely that was like one of the best surprises i think of the whole series it was and how beautiful did alderaan look yeah, it's going to make watching episode four even more bittersweet, huh? <laughs> very, very much so. And right from the get-go, we sort of saw her relationship with the droids, didn't we? Not just with Lola, but with the the protocol droids and saying thank you, even though they were seen uh, mm-hmm. just droids and maybe were referred to as maybe lower life forms. Yeah. Yeah, and then her little jerky cousin. <laughs> yeah. I thought we were, I thought we would see more of him at the end, but guess not. She put him in his place very quickly, didn't she? Yeah. Obviously, things did not go well for our princess, and we see a, a, sh- for a shadowing of, "Help me, Obi Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope." Mm-hmm. Yeah, it adds a lot of richness and details to the whole story that we already know and love, doesn't it? It did very much so, and obviously then moving on to further episode where Obi has to go off planet and go to uh, Dayu to try and find Leia. And again, we get to see something that I wasn't expecting, an Outer work clone trooper. That was interesting. That sort of put into the, into perspective the fall of the, the Republic Grand Army in a way. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and I seen a comment online and I I think it related to it so well. It was that what happens to somebody who was literally bred for war and you take away war? Yeah, it's true. Another tragedy. 
it um yeah that 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 one kind of that one kind of really um really hit home then it was a an interesting perspective to see what happens when the thing that you've you've known all your life or that you've been trained for yeah. is suddenly taken away but then straight away as as star wars does get there's some humor added into the scene <laughs> uh, added into the series with none other than an extremely cunning and crafty scammer yes that was pretty funny magnets <laughs> and i mean kunal playing a character like that i mean i, I love kunal and that was not the character i was expecting i was expecting him to play yeah would you call him a reluctant hero <laughs> i would very much so or maybe somebody who just had a, a sudden change of heart when maybe something he believed in appeared before his very eyes there you go <laughs> mm-hmm and gosh, like before we go away, so we haven't even mentioned that when Leia is taken, the leader of the bandits is flee from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> that was crazy. Like, we like how did we not even? Uh, how did we not even? I think even mention that. I think this is gonna have to be a multi-part episode. <laughs> there is. There are so many angles that we could. Um, that we could go down but with the the rescue attempt of leia it was a mixture of humor with you know quite serious plot points and that they are being chased by inquisitors and bounty hunters since reva put a a bounty on on obi's head mm -hmm. but what i wanted to get your take of was with obi when obi saves leia mm -hmm. from falling off the the from falling off the the building yeah um when he reaches out with the force do you believe he has closed himself off from the force or is it that he had just totally lost all sense of maybe meaning and purpose and what um little what it was to be a jedi little from column a little from column b from column b okay yeah both mm -hmm. um i think he was he had closed himself off from the force to some degree just like you were talking about before, just for survival, uh, so mm -hmm. he couldn't be detected. Two huge points of contention then, Kate, that I would love to get your thoughts on. First and foremost, Reva and Big G coming to together, coming to blows. So do you mean the Vader scene? No, no, Reva and Grand Inquisitor. Oh, Big G. <laughs> yeah. The, the old lightsaber to the stomach you mean yeah that that was a real point of contention online was it because the question was right is oh my god are they breaking canon and i mean yeah. come on this is you should know by now like i mean look at darth maul for goodness sakes but there, there were some interesting theories that did develop out of that case of it was the grand inquisitor the same one as in rebels or were we going to see a, a different grand inquisitor emerge obviously we got our answer but mm -hmm. you know what did you make and, of his line about revenge. Oh, in the uh, in the in the finale uh, in the episode five. Mm, yeah. Oh, beautiful. I <laughs> I thought it was, I thought it was quite poetic, but it was the uh, it was more the hello that got me. <laughs> yeah, I saw that online. That was yeah. I thought that was that that was brilliant. That was quite a, quite a sarcastic slash fu type hello. <laughs> Can you replicate it? Not that I definitely couldn't. I can't pull off that accent because it was said with real sort of gusto and venom, wasn't it? It was great, yeah. Well, you you hit you've hit the nail. You sort of mentioned it there, and it was a, a small point of contention for me. But, but I'll get into it in a minute. What did you think of the moment he finds out Vader is alive? Um, that was like kind of surprising to me because I just assumed that he knew that. Because, mm -hmm. like, when he sees the footage, doesn't he say Darth Vader on that? Isn't that what he watches? Like, the security footage or whatever? Doesn't he see that? Like, him actually, like, Palpatine actually knighting him as Darth Maul? I mean, Darth Vader? But the fact that, that he's actually alive after after Mustafar and that he, he survived. Like, doesn't he read the Hollow Net or. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> I just assumed that, like, he would know, like, that. You know, he's that the Emperor has this Darth Vader guy. But I guess maybe he mm -hmm. was so disconnected with everything. I mm -hmm. guess he didn't if he was living in a cave he didn't have internet and 
I guess he was. He was blocked off from everything. Yeah, he was pretty remote over there on Tatooine, I guess. That was that was one other small thing I had issue with. I thought there was way cooler ways that they could have revealed that. Yeah. I thought that was just a just a small bit of a cop out. To to be honest, I, I thought they could have done something way more exciting. With like, I I thought potentially maybe the the scene where they're trying to escape through the path to get Leia out, mm-hmm. and when Vader is there, mm. I thought that would have been, would have been such a dramatic. great opportunity. That's what I was yeah. looking for. I thought it was going to build to this crescendo of how we find it, and in the end, it's it's Reva that breaks the news. It's yeah, not hear, even yeah. Anakin himself. So, but you know, look, it 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 it, it is what it is. I um, guess that's kind of how he figured out, though, that she was a youngling, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people kind of copped onto that from the get-go. Because really? she's literally like the first thing you see on the series. That's her, I believe. Yeah. Right. Yeah. As a youngling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it actually took me a couple of viewings to realize that. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, yeah, it definitely did. And moving back sort of to the episode, one thing that I wanted to ask, what did you make of Leia, who's usually a very, very good judge of character, not being able to trust this, you know, scruffy-looking old granddad dude? <laughs> Man, she, how many times did she call him old? <laughs> yeah I mean to his face I might add yes <laughs> I mean I guess I just kind of chalked it up to her being so young and inexperienced and just kind of kind of like a typical kid yeah and it was it was nice in a way and it, it was it was actually a change of that I suppose I never really thought about like obviously we knew we were gonna get Leia but here was Ben's mission to to watch over and protect Luke but yet they put the focus on Leia. Mm-hmm. And I thought that worked really, really well. And I, I think I seen a, a comment, or, uh, no, I think it was actually a meme on Instagram that the focus of Kenobi was the princess of darkness, you know, the daughter of the daughter of Vader, mm-hmm. which I thought that's that's a really good way of, of, of looking at it. Interesting. Yeah, it was it was a total change up. And then, of course, we know what Leia names her son. Yeah, well, that's the that's still the the topic, isn't it? That's still the the debate of is is that actually why? Of course. Well, who else would it oh, be? Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Ben Quadraneros. So let's, oh God, yeah. Imagine that. <laughs> she was a big pod so, racing fan, maybe. Absolutely, yeah. I I could imagine. She, she, I could actually imagine her on the hollow watching pirated uh, right? pirated hollow footage. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. There you go. Right. The elephant in the room, Kate DeBinko. Which one? Finally <laughs> getting to see the emergence of Vader. That scene. Yeah. Coming out of the coming out of the tank. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow, indeed. And you, you know what I loved about it though? It was it was what I call the fire and ice scene. Here we see someone who is potentially one of the most powerful beings in the galaxy and yet when you look at him you see it is someone who is physically and emotionally still incredibly vulnerable mm-hmm. and I mean for it to have been 10 years after you know the original incident and for him to still have to keep doing the back that kind of gives you an idea of what condition he is and never-ending pain never-ending suffering Mm-hmm. And forever in servitude to Palpatine. True that. So you mentioned it a little bit earlier, but I want to make sure that we talk about the droids. <laughs> oh, yes, please. Please go ahead. <laughs> um, so, of course, we have little Lola. The little, mm-hmm. I, I, right from the start, I said it's like a hidden Mickey because the little ears go up. Yeah. And. I'm sure that are was you, intentional. Uh, are you, are you going to pick up the uh, the Hasbro Prolts? I want to. Mm-hmm. So so yeah so I mean I thought I thought that Lola was really well utilized as Leia's companion and, um, as you know almost like I thought she was going to have to be destroyed at that one point, when the tractor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. When the restraining bolt was on. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, but yeah, cute little, nice droid there and then we of course have to mention ned b 
the complete opposite of small and cute <laughs> and dainty in terms of a droid, I might add. But no less heroic. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Her and it, it just goes to show you in a galaxy far, far away, doesn't it? Heroism takes all forms and shapes and sizes. True, that that is a beautiful sentiment, Gary. <laughs> Well, if I could take away with that beautiful sentiment just a little bit for a second to say, here is a giant droid greeted by stormtroopers holding behind his back a giant ass wrench, which he is probably going to slap over the bucket of one of those troopers if he got his way. Uh-huh. Rest and in peace. Did you, did you also uh, notice as well that obviously he has no uh, vocoder that he can't communicate. I did notice but that. When he says hello to Leia, he nods his head. Aww, that's so sweet. So you know, communication does not have to be to be vocal. True. And then, so along, kind of along with Ned B, I mean, I guess we should mention Tala. Oh yeah. What a what a character. That huh? was an amazing character, wasn't it? She was. She was she was sent to, I, I think at some point she reminded Obi of what it meant to fight for someone or something. Mm-hmm. And she's very, very her personality is very, very reminiscent of a certain character which we might be seeing which which we one hundred percent will be seeing in his own series very, very soon. Andor. Yeah, I thought she was very, very Cassian-like. Maybe she'll be an Andor. I ha- I had seen one or two things online about that as well. Um, that would be awesome. I'm, mm, it, it, it could happen, <gasps> couldn't it? Maybe Ned B will be too. They could be. Maybe Ned C or Ned D. <laughs> nice one. <laughs> it, hey, hey, it, it potentially could. Well, it would have um, to be before this. So it'd have to... You know? Okay, we'll go with maybe. Will we go with Ned A or Ned Beta? <laughs> you never we, we know. We go back even further. Yeah, maybe. Maybe he was just N. Maybe he might be just N E without the D. <laughs> maybe, maybe there'll be a whole bunch of that type of droid, like helping the rebels. Could potentially, could potentially very well be. Here's one that I wanted to get your thoughts on. Taking just a step back to episode three for mm-hmm. a moment. When we talk about being careful not to choke on your aspirations, <laughs> what did you make of Reva's interactions with Vader in that she wanted to become the Grand Inquisitor, that she almost wanted to be his Padawan? Yeah, I mean, I think she was a little all over the place. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But I think ultimately her goal was, like, Kenobi caught on to, you know, she was hunting Vader. She wanted to get her revenge. But then at the same time, like, she was just, I mean, since she was a youngling when all that happened, I think she just was very confused about, you know, who her, who the enemy is and that kind of thing. Oh, without, without a doubt, without a doubt. And then the other thing was then that, that sort of sprung to mind for me. She was, even as a, as an inquisitor, everything she went through, she seemed quite, she was young, but she was rash and she was impulsive. I was like, I wonder who that reminds me of. Was there a certain <laughs> Jedi that may have, you know, been like that as well? But of course we know she she's talking to, to him. So Man, can you I thought imagine? that was a... If she had been Anakin's Padawan instead of Ahsoka. Oh, imagine that. <laughs> Good Lord Almighty, imagine mm-hmm. that. Um, also in episode 3K, it was actually a scene that was very, very... It was very, very small, but to me it was it, it seemed quite scary. And it was that... It was the scene when, you know, they have escaped off planet and... They are walking along the the roads, Leia and Ben, when they come across the the uh, the impatient the truck driver um, guy, yeah, truck driver mole guy, <laughs> yeah, played by a horse by by Zach Braff. Oh yeah, that was so funny and random. <laughs> it was, but the the scariest bit for me was here. You have this person, this 
character who just seemed, you know, just your, your, your average Joe offering them a lift. And when they walk around to the back and you see the Imperial emblem, mm-hmm. that to me was one of the, I thought that was just so well done because yeah. it was so subtle. And it was, you know, here you think you're just meaning a, a kind stranger, yep. but there's al- there's always something behind the mask. Agreed. 100%. And I, I, I think in, in that moment when Leia twigs, when they're in the back of the, the van, that he knew her parents. Mm-hmm. That was a bit of a gut punch as well to say, you know, Here's this little kid, but she has wisdom beyond her years, despite the, you know, the the sass and the <laughs> adventurous nature of her. I was hoping he would have shown her like a picture of Padme or something, you know, to kind of retcon that line she says in Return of the Jedi about just having images of her mom, really. Yeah. But I guess, it like, was, maybe she meant images, like, in her mind that Obi-Wan had helped to give her. Oh, yeah. And we, we obviously know we, we do get a little bit more into that as the as the episodes went on. But um, before Tala arrived, mm-hmm. that scene was quite hairy once the, uh, the Imperial probe droid showed up. Yeah. You know, sure. when the troop transport and the reinforcements mm-hmm. get there. Um, not the uh, did you not the the nicest situation to have to deal with? Right. Did you like the setup in that scene about when they first meet the guy and she says, "Are you going to say hello, father?" <laughs> they could have put in the, our was, hello there, and they made us wait. I was gen. If I, if I'm being honest, the the kid inside of me that was so giddy. I was just hoping every opportunity <laughs> there would be a hello there. Right. But did they, did they you cheer over, when he they finally said it? Yes, I did. We all cheered here in this house. Yes. And it was and it was the perfect moment for it. It was good. Because, yeah, because then Luke, he says it to Luke in A New Hope, too. Or he says it yep. in A New Hope. Yeah. And then the the scene following that, then, when they actually do manage to we obviously get to meet the wonderful Ned B, who I know you are an enormous fan of. <laughs> but then such a lovely delve into the realm of Clone Wars. Yeah. Because on the wall, key. Quin or Quinlan Vos. Yeah. So I wonder if that's a clue for. I wonder if we'll be seeing him more of him. It was without. It, 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 it would be great to see, but also I thought it was a nice character choice in that we know Quinlan used to break the rules just as much as Anakin did. <laughs> so, Kay. What did you then make of the scene with Vader's menacing walk down the town? Yeah, I mean, that was definitely harrowing, I think would be a good word. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, that was brutal. Brutal. It really was brutal. And I mean, whether you like man, woman, child. Yeah. Where in the firing line, I, I seen there were some comments online about, you know, Vader snapping people's necks. And I'm like, but as Anakin, he murdered younglings without <laughs> a second's thought. Mm-hmm. That is true. And in that scene, what I think was particularly powerful was you could see the fear in yeah. Obi-Wan's eyes for, for what he was witnessing. Mm hmm. Yeah, that whole episode was pretty dark. And it was a showcase as well of Vader's raw power. Yeah. I mean, it it was a little reminiscent of the Rogue One hallway scene. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that was something to behold. (laughs) I did like as well, though, with that scene, the way we see Vader being very very cold, very calculating, walking with purpose. But yet then we still see Reva trying to interject and fifth brother has to tell her, you know, back off. We don't engage. Yeah. So true that. I thought that was almost uh, now looking back at it, that was quite a subtle hint for that. Even though she is, you know, an inquisitor and she wants to be the grand, I it came across that she did not respect that guy at all. Yeah. 
Vader at all. So then we had the the forced rematch key. <laughs> what an absolutely terrible lightsaber battle. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Did you think that we had more or less uh, lightsaber action than you were expecting? Oh, I thought way less. I, I was expecting so much more. And it, it's one of the comments I'll make about the, the final episode. But with this one, even, even though it does show it off, you can clearly see how sort of rusty Obi is. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, sure. the, light, the, light, the lightsaber battle was just pretty terrible. But I suppose yeah, that to was, the next one. Yeah. Yeah. Like stark contrast. And what did you think of that line? I am what you made me. <laughs> Ooh, that one gave me chills. Mm-hmm. And it harked back to, well, it it, it, uh, it sort of was foreshadowing what Luke tells Ben. That Vader killed your father. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was kind of interesting how they <clears throat> retconned that particular line. Did you think it was a retcon? I thought it was more of hinting at the from a certain point of view. Yeah. Lion, because we Same. obviously we That's obviously what I mean, get what yeah. happened in the final battle. That was the line yeah. then that I went, ah, okay. Right. Yeah. I mean, because like I, I guess the assumption before was kind of just that Obi-Wan was kind of a jerk and lying to Luke. Mm-hmm. But this kind of made it a little a little less of a lie and more like he's just telling him what what Vader had said. Again, from a from a certain point of view. Exactly. And what did you think of Obi being the one being tossed into the flames? Yeah, that whole episode was like so dark. I thought maybe they were going to use that to explain the advanced aging in the next 10 years. But they did not appear to do that. (laughs) Yeah, it was. um, Was that maybe more the, I guess... Oh, I, don't, I don't know what way I'm trying to word. I can maybe come back to that. But was it um, was that first interaction what you expected or when that was happening? Did you think that was going to be the, the be all and end all? I don't know. I, I don't know what I was expecting, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, I think just the way they marketed it, I expected some sort of confrontation. But I thought it might have been, you know, like what we got later on, the flashback. So I guess I was a little surprised. The the one thing that I did like about that that scene though it it really showcased the different styles of lightsaber combat. Mm. That was a a big big thing. Um, seeing the different lightsaber styles, you know, Obi Wan was uh, a user of uh, Form Three, so the most defensive style of lightsaber combat. Whereas Anakin was Form Five, which is just almost incredibly aggressive and like a, a bruiser style approach for basically trying to overpower everyone. So stylistically it it sort of worked well and we got to see that more so in the 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 final episode. But um mm-hmm. yeah I, I, I was expecting more from that but I'm just glad that it wasn't the actual um the the final conflict as such because I did make a comment in a previous show where I said one of the things I was expecting to happen was that at some point we are going to have to see Vader be taught a lesson that he was going to get whooped. Yes, you did say that. <laughs> yeah. So I I was I was so happy to see that. Yeah. But that episode though was um it was sort of the early building of what was to come and it was mm-hmm. it was great. I think that was kind of like what once I hit that episode, then it was just like nonstop, pretty much. And of course, we've been mentioning Vader and, you know, Vader. But I mean, we haven't even mentioned Vader's castle on Mustafar getting to see that for the for the first time or even, you know, eventually getting to see the 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 trophy room. Yeah. Oh, that was creepy. Because, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was very, very creepy. Really, really creepy. That reminded me of that episode of Rebels. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was like what they were going for, but that was so creepy. It um it, it it definitely was, but then in thinking it was the start of you know building to something, um 
there were a lot of people who said episode four was a bit of a slow burner and it was maybe a little bit underwhelming. So we know that Obi and Leia arrive on, uh, you know, on Jabeen when they were saved by Taliban and this effectively sets up Reva and Leia's interactions. Mm-hmm. Where we get this little bit of a, a sense of, you know, we have finally arrived on the, uh, you know, Fortress and Quizzes, which is the, uh, shall we say, base camp for, obviously, the, it's base camp, obviously, for the Inquisitors. But this was where we got more of a, a one-on-one mm-hmm. interaction between Reva and Leia. And yeah, surprisingly, I, I thought Moses did an excellent job in this episode. It's the, I was just going to say that. Yeah, I thought she did really, really well. But what surprised me more was this was an occasion where we see her actually use the force or at least try to use the force on Leia. And Leia Mm -hmm. seems to be able to resist. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I noticed that too. It kind of reminded me of the interrogation scenes in A New Hope. And that actually relates back to what I was going to ask you about Leia. As mm-hmm. we've said with the character at this stage, even then she seemed wise beyond her years. Was she fully aware of the tactics and what Le- um, what Reva was trying to do in pulling the wall over her eyes? Um, I think to some degree, probably, yeah. Obviously she has the lens of a child, but I mean, on some level, I think so. She, uh, she, she really is the, the child of, of Padme and Anakin. <laughs> As Obi-Wan so eloquently told her at the end. Oh, God, yeah. And the line then that really got me with this episode, Kate, and that was the time where I finally sat and went, oh, my good God, it wasn't a fortress. Mm-hmm. It was a tomb. I think that that was, that was totally unexpected for me, and it was, it really and truly was a, a shock to see the, the the essentially the, the friggin' trophy cabinet of enemies. Yeah. That was easily the darkest moment of that series, I think, by a country mile. Do you think that they're keeping them for like cloning purposes? No, I think it's solely for I, I think it's solely a, a celebration trophies. or a reminder. Yeah, I, I genuinely yeah. do think so. Um that is creepy. Creepy, creepy. And there were you know, so many angles and scenes of that where you could just see the look of horror on mm-hmm. Obi's face. And there were, you know, some potential links to to Clone Wars, but obviously this is showing the the true aftermath of, of Order 66, which is just Yeah. You know, beyond the massacre, we we know we've seen certain angles of Order 66 and we've seen, but this was an entirely different perspective. And this is one that just hit home. Yeah. It really showed what the Empire was all about, that whether you are young, old, whatever the case may be, nobody, mm-hmm. it, nobody was safe. Nobody yeah. was safe in, in any way. And of course, this was the episode where we got to see the... Um, the talents of Tala being a bit of a, a master manipulator herself. <laughs> yes, for sure. In saving the saving today. Yep. Yep. She she quickly became one of my favorites. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. She was a character you maybe would have liked to see more of. Yeah, well, I mean, you, there could be prequels and stuff. Yeah, potentially. Yeah. Was, I yeah. think we'll. Room, I think that for a, a lot of people felt that way. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see her again in some form. Mm-hmm. How did you, um, how did you feel about the scene in the torture chamber? Remind me again. When we see Leia being strapped up and we see nothing but total darkness and white armor and all of a sudden the flash of a, of a blue lightsaber. Yeah. I mean, like I said, that whole thing just gave me flashbacks or flash forwards, I guess, maybe mm-hmm. <laughs> of a new hope with when Vader is trying all those different interrogation tactics, except I mean, it's even worse, you know, since it's a small child. <laughs> and 
that was such a contrast throughout the episode, you know, the the red contrasting with the blue throughout of which we got to see more so in episode six in really poignant, important scenes. But I I thought that that scene was fantastic where obviously the the stormtroopers stand out against the the blackness Mm -hmm. of everything and then a Jedi being just silent and deadly. Yeah. Was that effectively a build up to what became Obi's hallway scene? Um, Completely different from what Vader's was, where it was a massacre, where here we have Obi-Wan trying to protect Leia and to mm-hmm. escape from the Inquisitors. Yeah, that's that's an interesting parallel. I hadn't thought of it like that, but I, yeah. now that you mention it, yeah. I only I, I I literally only mentioned it because when I was watching the episode, I was like, oh, he's going down the hallway. And then it clicked. I was like, oh, well, this might be his <laughs> might be his scene. Yeah, that's cool. And then I suppose that the biggest shocker for me was and it was something that happened then as as we bounced along. It was nice to see Obi used force a lot more. Mm-hmm. Whole effectively Obi holding back the back the, the tide as such. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's just, it was kind of a progression as, you know, as he had closed himself off and then the floodgates were opened. <laughs> Both figurati- figuratively right? and literally. <laughs> was this more so kind of the turning point where Obi, you think, was had developed a bit more, I, confidence is probably the wrong word, but had got more back in touch with himself and with the, the force? Yeah, I mean, I would have to, rewatch the entire thing over again to pinpoint the moment i guess that's a good excuse to watch it over right oh yeah it is and but yeah we know that they escape not without casualties but unfortunately with episode five as we know there was unfortunately a tracker yes placed in lola Poor little Lola. But right from the right from the the start, Kate, we get to see the flashback of Anakin and Obi. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And we once again get to see that relationship of the stubborn Padawan versus the the very cool, calm, and suave master. Yep, that's cool. Oh, going back to Lola, real yeah. quick. Um, I just thought this was pretty cool. I saw online that um, Carrie Fisher, when she was a little girl, yeah, I've like seen the little, picture, a little parakeet or something named Lola. It was so, so it was kind cool. of a nice nod to little tiny Carrie Fisher. It's not cool. I yeah. love that. It was wicked. It really anyway. and truly was. Yeah, let's go back. I just did. I wanted to mention that. <laughs> yeah, no, it was. It was. Um, it, it, it was. It was lovely to see. And again. As usual, all those little nuggets that you know Lucasfilm do put in are yeah, that's are, are so always cool. welcome. Yes. But I mean, this scene was obviously Kate a foreshadowing of what was to come. Yeah, here we have master and apprentice, and two completely different, contrasting styles and personalities mm-hmm. coming coming together. Yeah, I, that I, was cool how they were woven together. Yeah, that was really. So, do you think that was like? Uh, a like an actual flashback of either and or Anakin and Obi-Wan or is it was it just for our viewing purposes well for at first I would have said it was from our viewing purposes but what I was wondering is what we're seeing whose perspective were we actually supposed to be seeing that from was it solely Anakin's yeah, that's what I because, was wondering. Yeah, that that that's a question that I've been been asking as well. I know that we always, you know, it 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 goes back to to Vader standing, looking out the the viewport. But mm-hmm. that's more sort of question for me is whose viewpoint are we seeing this? It from? might have been both of them having maybe they were having like a dual flashback, or there could have been a, a or a, a droid recording or something that it might have been supposed the actual mm. footage. But yeah, that that was a question I had. So maybe we can um, maybe we can discuss that at a later point, or we can hear different um, different points of view. There you go, from a certain point of view. Mm-hmm. And the way you feel about Tala, actually, I'm just thinking about this. I actually felt that way about Roken. 
Oh, nice. I thought Roken was such was a good. standout character in this. Yeah, a real sort of leader that came out of nowhere. Yeah, he did. He was cool. I mean, it just seems like, you know, everybody's got their story with the Empire and who they've lost and everything like that. So it's cool to see all those different stories come together. It was. And again, once once they they reached that point, that was the real building scene then for, let's say, the the true confrontation when finally they Reva tracks down Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. But in the best way possible with the old switcheroo, Obi and Reva have this conversation. Mm-hmm. And the wise old Kenobi, we know he was effectively almost playing a chess game. Yeah. Because eventually figuring out Reva's backstory, he decides to turn the tables and use that to his advantage. And I thought that line was beautiful, even though it may have seemed like, you know, stalling. But we know Obi from the Clone Wars, the animated series. I mean, he is a master negotiator. Mm-hmm. Whether it's that bit of charm, that bit of class, I don't know. Aggressive negotiations? Yeah. <laughs> but he he was certainly putting the pieces together. And as he said, you know, I'm bringing him to you. Yeah, that was perceptive. It was incredibly perceptive and it was it was more so nice to see that Obi-Wan was being that cunning that he seemed to have come back into his old mm-hmm. self or I suppose the, the Obi-Wan that we wanted to see. What did you um what did you make of those scenes in uh, we had another you know another hallway scene Which when one? they finally when when they actually breached the gates? Oh yeah. Before I before Obi surrenders, I mean that was brutal. Yeah. Yeah, I mean this this series didn't pull any punches. It just laid it all on the line. It really and true. It really and truly did. And the the two standout moments of this episode, I thought, were first and foremost that scene foreshadowing that you know. Anakin is can be blinded by his his own rage, his own his own, I suppose, desire to succeed and to please. Mm-hmm. In that Obi was able to pull, they pulled the old switcheroo with the with the ship for escaping. Yeah, a la Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, pretty similar to that. But then to to spin it the other way, then with what happens with Reva. When he says Obi-Wan was wise to use you against me and he said, did you really think, you know, I wouldn't see it? That basically brought back the line to me. The first thing that came to my mind was, you know, Anakin talking about you underestimate my power. The first line that I thought of was um, in Return of the Jedi when he, he says to Luke that you were what Obi-Wan was wise to hide her from me, your mm-hmm. sister. And then he talks about how he's going to turn Leia to the dark side. That's what it reminded me of. Yeah. But I, I thought that was that was just such a nice touch that, you know, for all the the blindness and the rage and aggression that Anakin has, he was wise to who this youngling was and he was aware. Yeah. It was interesting. It was it was so close and yet so far. Yeah. And that scene, I think what I loved about it was that this was where you got to see Vader whoop someone. I mean, he didn't even have to use a lightsaber. You see, and all he was using was essentially the force and, you know, evading her strikes. Yeah. And it did become clear that for all she's planning to do, he was just tying and mocking her from the get go. Mm hmm. I mean, that scene where he takes her saber and he breaks it into two yeah. and throws her one end. Mm-hmm. Like, I dare you almost. <laughs> exactly that. And that's the Vader that we want to see, you know, brutal, relentless, but at the same time, mm-hmm. incredibly cunning and just making a mockery yeah. of his enemies. I mean, let's be honest, in that scene, she was no match for him in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. 
you could see he was just completely and utterly tying with her. Like a little plaything. That's that's basically what it was. I mean, <laughs> the, the audacity to just take her saber and be like, I could just end this <laughs> right now, but no. Yeah. Here it is. Attempt to strike mm-hmm. me down. Yeah. It was brutal. That was something. That's, ju- that's just what it was. It was brutal. And then, of course, your uh, your best friend comes back. <laughs> Briefly. And one of your favorite lines, as you mentioned earlier. Which one? About revenge being. Oh, yeah. Oh, that one. Yeah. Revenge doing wonders, which is it, it's very, very true, <laughs> I might add. As, and, and Riva finds that out too. And Riva does certainly find that out too, but Riva also finds something else out in, that's interesting, doesn't she? About Luke, you mean? Yeah. That did not go the way I thought it would go. No, and, and that, did, that did not go the way I thought it would go, and that was actually something I did not see coming, but obviously when it dropped, I was going, all right, this is, this is going to be something, but... Yep, I thought I thought she was gonna go report back to Vader even after all that. You know what I actually thought she was just referring back. You know what I actually thought she was gonna what? report to Vader. Like I said earlier, when she was using the force on Leia, Leia seemed mm-hmm. to be able to resist. Yeah. Would she have not been able to realize that this girl's resistance is like beyond the normal you would think realm? That's that's what I was wondering. Because we know Leia has some ability with the Force. That's what I'm saying. Could that have been yeah. something that was potentially um, could have been potentially reported? Yeah, I'm not sure how that works, but no. <laughs> but then we reach the final crescendo case. I have so many feelings about this episode. I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> yeah, it was something. The only negative for me was the lightsaber battle was just not long enough. I'm sorry it wasn't. That should have been just the entire episode and they should have gave us a seventh. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, we know that the ship, we know that Obi and everyone are in peril. That mm-hmm. Vader's just going to attempt to track them down. And we know that Vader obviously knows he will do everything in his power to protect them, as Obi said when they were you know, captured or on the brink of being annihilated. And while they are being chased by the Star Cruiser, we know that Obi decides to draw away the enemy. And of course, Vader, can he help himself? <laughs> no. No. He obviously can. How how beautiful, by the way, did that Star Destroyer look? Yeah. That good. scene was immaculate. So are we going to talk more about the scene? Well, we are. But first, I wanted to get your take on what did you make of the interaction between Obi and Leia before he leaves? I don't know. <laughs> I, love, I liked every interaction with them. And of course, there was a, a little present waiting for Obi. that He said, maybe <laughs> I should borrow Lola sometime. Yeah. The second duel then, Kay, the rematch. What did you yes. think? Awesome. This scene for me was the best scene out of the whole series. Yes. And of course, we got the pose. Oh, we got the pose. Yes. We got Obi's pose. Gotcha. We did indeed. And we've seen that all throughout. We've seen it in Clone Wars. We've seen it, you know, everywhere. How many, how many memes have appeared now of it following one after the other? Yep. And it's the lo- the lines that we hear when on Mustafar. I will yeah. do what I must. Mm-hmm. Crazy. And with this, we see the two contrasting styles again. But this time we see Obi-Wan being much more capable with his lightsaber and his use in the force. Because obviously, as yeah. Vader says, your strength has returned. Mm-hmm. But the weakness obviously remains. Yeah. And what I did like about this was was in the scene, neither of them hesitated. Mm-hmm. They just went straight for each other. You know, there was no kind of slow build up to it. It just immediately goes into it. Mm-hmm. 
And it was interesting to see Vader using the force for some dirty tricks, you know, knocking Obi's, uh, knocking the rocks from under Obi's feet. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of rocks. Yeah. <laughs> did that remind you of any other character in Star Wars? Which scene? With the, where he, with the rocks. With Obi-Wan and the rocks. When he's, after he's trapped. And then he uses the force with all those rocks. Uh, what am I thinking of? Do, 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 do. Does it remind me of anything? Ray, Ray and Rise of Skywalker. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Gosh, how on earth could I forget that? <laughs> so now I'm back to my theory that she, that Obi-Wan is an ancestor of hers. <laughs> you're, you're back to that again. She's not a Palpatine at all, huh? No, she still could. She could be both. She potentially could be. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be ruling it out. <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was cool. Remember, it she was says, floating rocks. <laughs> it was cool. But then to, to build on what you've just said, Kay, that mm-hmm. that scene, that shot gave us the opposite of what we saw on Mustafar in that Vader. Mm-hmm has the high ground yeah i noticed that too and if i may i had one thing that i thought was going to happen in that scene you know how obi pushes the rocks away Mm -hmm. i thought he was gonna squeeze them into dust Mm. that's what i was thinking he was going to do a fist squeeze and they were there that would have been cool that that was my take that was that was my hope for it but obviously that leads then to re-engaging. And I don't know if you picked it up, um, Kay. Obi uses one of Anakin's spin moves, the one behind the back. <laughs> nice. Well, he probably learned it from Obi-Wan. That was, yeah. Uh, we were we, When we appeared on the virtual canteen the other night, we were talking, it was like first thing we seen, he used the, the spin move. Glorious. Yeah, it really, really was. But then we got to see something that I never thought I would see. So this was something that blew my mind because I didn't think I would see it happening. Obi using the force in a way that we've, I, we've never ever seen it before because Obi is not very flash when it comes to using the, the force. We've never seen him do, you know, any really incredible, ridiculously over the top feats with the force. But mm-hmm. this was just the way it happened. And I mean, him standing there as if, it came across like he was taunting, but I don't think that's all we want. Yeah. For me personally, that was just, you know, I, I, what did you think of that scene and that shot overall? That was awesome. <laughs> yes. I enjoyed it a lot. And then Kate, we got the foreshadowing of rebels. I mean, the, the hit to the helmet in that scene, obviously that is when we see Anakin reappear, but, the lighting in that scene between the switch between mm-hmm. the blue hue and the red hue. Yeah. Was just was, so well done. It was magnificent. That was another like spine tingling scene. I thought they did that so well. And like the sound, like how it kind of fluctuated between like the Darth Vader and Anakin. So good. It really was. And it was, it was even the use of the voice change. Mm-hmm. from Anakin to Vader yeah. with certain words I thought it was yeah. I thought it was it was it was phenomenal but also it was interesting you know when when Anakin says you know you didn't kill Anakin I did was that in a sense some sort of I don't know like closure for Obi I mean I I think so you know, He's when he says that my, my friend is truly gone. Yeah, that's what it is. He's been living with this. Yeah. He's been guilt racked for how long? Ten years? Yeah. Obviously, we know where we end. Mm-hmm. Goodbye, Darth. Goodbye, Darth. They meet up. Then He meets up then with Leia and has that beautiful scene where he talks about yeah. Padme and... Padme and Anakin, which I, you know, I, I did shed a tear, and he gets to, you know, meet Luke, and we finally get the classic. Hello there. Hello there. Yeah, but then, was it ever not going to happen, Kate? What? 
Qui-Gon. Oh, of course. They were they were alluding to it the whole series, so it would have been a major letdown. There weren't there were not a lot of people happy that it was such a small segment and that it was just constant jokes. Yeah. <laughs> I was happy but with it. But... I, I was happy with it. I was just delighted that we got to see Qui-Gon. And I mean, I have no doubt we will be seeing or we will be having many more discussions about this. But the final scene for me really put it over top. And as I said at the start, I thought the execution in some episodes was, you know, questionable or I would have liked it to be different. But I think in the end, we got there and we got what we wanted. Yes. Overall, very I'm very pleased with it all. And like you said, we have lots more to talk about, but our time is running out for today. Literally on Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> so shall we just simply say, Kate, uh, until next time? <laughs>